Today is April 2nd, 2023. You are listening to Star Wars Old Republic Radio, The Bad Batch. No Mandalorian today. That is our first announcement. Let's get right (laughs) into it. Since we had a double release for the finale of The Bad Batch, we're going to be sticking with that this week. Don't worry, we're doubling up Mando next week. Not just a double episode, but the finale of The Bad Batch. Yeah. Oh, gosh. (laughs) And (laughs) we... This is going to be such a somber recording. (laughs) We usually have, you know, very upbeat recordings, which I feel like inevitably that's going to happen. Yeah. But I'm devastated. But... This is going to be a little more serious, which we're going to get into when we get into the review. Hello, I'm your host, Bella. I am Ruby. And I'm Sierra. And we're here to talk about, like we just said, the finale of The Bad Batch, The Summit, and Plan 99. Before, no. (laughs) I'm like, I've said this before we started recording, but I've never been like nervous to actually record. And I don't know if it's nerves or I'm just like the adrenaline from watching it when it released is coming back yeah and then we just we just played that that scene yeah that that scene <laughs> that really set the scene for what's the, the about scene to happen set the scene. <laughs> the scene, yeah it set the mood yeah yeah it did and it's a sad mood <laughs> it's gonna be something else man before we get into the actual review we have a few announcements one being the most important we we've been delayed recording today because there's a big storm watch going on and we we're about to record and the tornado sirens went off and not because of the tornado approaching is why we weren't recording. It was audio quality. Yep. You don't want you don't want a siren going off in the background. <laughs> but it seems to lighten up right now. There's no yeah. telling if the storm's just gonna come upon us. So at least some background vibes will make the most of it. There's a storm on Camino and we're <laughs> we're chilling in the middle There's of a it. Storm on Camino and a storm in our hearts. <laughs> Wow. What a poet. (laughs) Second announcement. Star Wars Celebration is coming April 7th through the 10th, and we will not be there. But (laughs) hopefully in the future. It's a little late. (laughs) Yeah, it kind of came upon us. Like, oh, wow, it's it's already here. Yeah. I thought it was the end of this month. But I'm I'm looking forward to the news that's going to come out of there. Mm-hmm. I'm really expecting Bad Batch Season 3. Yep. It, I mean, if anyone who's thinking the Bad Batch is done, it's, it's it not. It, yeah. I think they're just they're just holding off till Celebration in the Bad Batch panel to mm-hmm. do all that fun stuff. Release day, though. I'm <laughs> next week, please. Well, give me more Bad Batch. <laughs> and hopefully, ho- hopefully, hopefully the the volume to soundtrack drops as well yeah waiting i'm uh, waiting for that because text death that song i mean as sad as it was and heartbreaking the day it drops i'm gonna put headphones in and just sit there and listen to it well even like the aftermath of it as well like hunter and omega talking oh gosh soundtrack in the goggles it is so good my gosh they make a song it's just called the goggles (laughs) sounds like an old kids tv show or something (laughs) did you ever watch the goggles growing up (laughs) third announcement today buy your own goggles at disneyland (laughs) oh no oh gosh they're broken oh (laughs) you realize how much profit there is to be made there for real people buy text broken goggles (laughs) 
they would have to be broken oh. correctly or else there would be an outrage. <laughs> it, that's Not so true. Oh, gosh. Our third announcement today, April 2nd, is Pedro Pascal's birthday. Happy birthday to the Mandalorian. To the Mandalorian himself. Himself in the flesh. In the Beskar. <laughs> that's better. In the dad bod. Yeah. So I figured before we get into recording for the podcast. <laughs> waiting for it <laughs> well it's delayed I with just, your comment. i just give you a look <laughs> let's let's talk about pedro pascal a bit and just him being the mandalorian when we when the mandalorian first came out did you know anything about pedro pascal nope. no yeah i stayed away from like trying to figure out who was playing the mandalorian just besides like his name you don't and his read the voice because i didn't want to see his face i didn't want that to be spoiled and then yeah. we saw his face in the show and i was like I was a little off-put just because I was yeah. like, this isn't what I was expecting. I wasn't expecting. I don't know what I was expecting. But it it added so much to the story. Like, you don't expect some guy to be under helmet to, like, look flawless. Yeah. I mean, plus he's banged up. Plus he's bleeding. I mean, did, yeah. Wait. He, he did, walked into his a nose piece actually of plywood. <laughs> actually, yeah, because he, you know, before filming that, he whacked his nose <laughs> and needed stitches. Which is a great story. This That's guy's awesome. at death's door. Yeah, he, he needed seven stitches, I believe, See? after whacking, stepping out of his trailer, whacking his nose. If yeah. you haven't seen the Mandalorian gallery, go yeah, watch that. that whole story. They went to the hospital in full makeup. Everyone thought he was dying, you know, all the staff. It was great. Oh, what an actor. I remember the first time because I didn't even think to look up what this guy looked like mm-hmm. in my head because it was just so invested in the show that when they showed his face I was actually surprised that they did it in season one yeah and then it was just so like whoa mm-hmm. this is the Mandalorian because we see the scenes of him as a kid yeah I, was like, I didn't expect him to look like that and then you just pretty soon you know I mean Pedro Pascal is everywhere right now he's mm-hmm. he's at a high Mm-hmm. I remember when they first showed his face I remember thinking I thought that would be something that they'd save for like the mm-hmm. last episode of the last season like the f- final finale yeah. type thing but now it seems like such a small thing it does compared mm-hmm. to everything else that's going on yeah and, and so- it goes to show how we keep thinking things are like the climactic point of yeah. the whole show but it's just not uh-huh. so these big things are happening and it just keeps going it's like yeah. that seems so irrelevant compared to everything i else. know who cares about his face right now yeah we gotta focus on this problem it was like the same level it feels like the hype level it keeps growing because we had oh my gosh just his face and then ig11 dies yeah. and then oh my gosh luke skywalker and we saw his face again yeah. And for clone fan, clone fans, Clone Wars fans, they're I mean, like the dark saber. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> oh yeah, and the dark saber. Yeah. yeah, Pedro Pascal's great. I can't picture another Mandalorian to play Dinjarin. I really like Pedro Pascal, but I often forget who he is when watching Mando. Yeah, I think that just goes to show the actor's mm-hmm. talent as well. Like yeah. you can forget that this person was in something different, regardless of their faces being covered. Yeah. <laughs> then that's attributed to their like their ability much like d bradley baker how yeah. you're watching the clone wars and the bad batch you forget that this totally. is all one guy yeah and then unless you're thinking about it do you ever like watch the bad batch specifically picturing d bradley baker in studio reading the lines not when i'm watching it alone 
I'm more invested in the characters. But if I'm watching it like with my sister who never watches it, or if somebody yeah. walks in while I'm watching, it, I'm like, yeah, this this, this these the five guys way. are voiced by the you same. You just roll person. off a bunch of fun facts. Yeah, <laughs> and they're just like, okay, whatever. Yeah. That's why I don't watch Star Wars with other people. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, shut up. <laughs> If you look at that star in the background, yeah, you see it. You see it. That <laughs> Dave Filoni drew that himself. <laughs> That's how it was when I rewatched this past episode of Mando with my dad, and I was like, "Yeah, and this this purple guy right here, you know <laughs> that this, purple this, guy, this means purple something. hairy guy." <laughs> Uh, and then and, and that's Dave Filoni and that's Deborah Chow and that's Rick Fung <laughs> I don't know how to say his last name. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm excited to talk about the Mandalorian next week mm-hmm. because. I mean, because let's just talk about that night. Oh my gosh, that, that, that was hysterical. <laughs> very early hours of Wednesday. Yes. Two was. o'clock in the morning. Okay, here's the thing. Because we all, for everyone listening, we pulled an all-nighter, hung out with Ruby, and watched the Bad Batch finale. And at, when it turned to, because we were playing Fallen Order leading up to yeah. the finale, when two o'clock came around, and I was <laughs> oh like, because we were counting down like 10 seconds, five oh, seconds because dude it's on it's on and then you froze you, you were the one holding the remote I was, like, I, don't, I was so scared to see the thumbnail i was like oh my if it's it's i don't want to look at it i don't want to i just don't want to i don't know how to do dude, right I did remember, you expect it to be like it a was a boy but i just remember something. yelling at you to give me the remote yeah. and i was like fine i remember you were like, down and they weren't up yet yeah and, like, and then oh, no. and then i took it and i was like refresh it and you're like no <laughs> it's like i'm scared i remember oh, that gosh. you were like clicking down each episode like, one at a time <laughs> bella has oh, the remote and she's like <laughs> yeah like come on uh, i was so nervous yeah and then like, like what come an hour later we're all like why did we watch that yes no do you remember after the first episode of the season family ended and then you know how in disney plus it shows another like thumbnail yeah it's like Next episode starting, oh, and it, it was, was Hunter's, Hunter's just, just sad, sad face, oh. and we're just like, why? Why is he sad? Why is he? Why is he like that? Yeah. And it, oh gosh. That. And we're just like, what? I was the episode. You know, the Bad Batch is a comfort show for a lot of people. <laughs> I was not comforted not that night last week. <laughs> and I remember, like a couple years ago, like I would just watch the Bad Batch. Like, man, this show is yeah. just the best. It's so chill you know how it ends by the time you know you watch mm-hmm. the first season it was just the best and now i can't even go back and watch season one because <laughs> tech is there and the live ruby sarah tech is there <laughs> <laughs> i feel the same way like i really wanted to go back and watch the last two episodes to prepare for today yeah but i was like i every time i click on this show i just get like this wave of just adrenaline yeah and I'm just like, I can't do it. I already knew I was going to cry for the Bad Batch. Yeah. And watching, because I didn't cry the first episode. The second episode, he died. I got a little teary. Yeah. It was only when the credits, when the credits ran. <laughs> you were like. <laughs> <laughs> it just hit me so hard. Oh, my God. And I think, I think that was just, all my emotions were just so bottled up watching it. Because I'm like, I can't. I can't cry right yeah. now because I'm going to miss something, which I already missed a lot. And I went back and watched because I was like, I don't I don't remember what's happening. It's all a blur. <laughs> so then I went back and watched the end like, oh, that's what was going on. But that end, man, I just I couldn't stop crying. <laughs> and then <laughs> so what happened was it was just so upset and sad. And it just like 
totally switched to anger. Yeah. Shouting Dave. <laughs> totally Dave. Totally I know. Totally and then we took it and out on Saw. Saw. Yeah. Yeah. Well, oh my gosh. Rightfully, we took it out on Saw. Saw Guerrera. Saw this man in half. <laughs> <laughs> I. His head needs to be sawed. <laughs> to the guillotine. <laughs> They've been working on Saw Gerrera's development so much. Mm-hmm. He makes cameos in like every single show. And I really liked with Rebels kind of where it was going, his direction of he's reckless mm-hmm. and just he's an extremist. That's what everyone says. He never did any like direct. I never felt directly affected by his choices. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, Wednesday in the early hours. Oh, my gosh. I was so mad at Saw Gerrera. That the you next were. time I watch Rogue One, I'm gonna <laughs> throw the remote at the screen. <laughs> no, when he dies, I'm gonna be like, mm-hmm. how does <laughs> it feel? But even like, cause you know, he would chalk it up to like, oh, this happens every day. This sacrifices have to be made. Yeah, but then that was this a preventable could have been thing. Avoided. Also, he didn't accomplish his goal. Yes, that's what I was gonna say. He set out. He blew up this facility, and w- what what happened? Everyone he wanted to kill was totally fine. And someone that wasn't, you know, he he wasn't with the Empire. The Bad Batch wasn't with the Empire, but they weren't against him. He died. Yep. How how does he feel? (laughs) Oh, gosh. Not very strategic. I'm I'm not happy with Sagara (laughs) right now. I do not want to look at him. Uh, I feel like this entire season, it definitely was a big tell that tech was gonna die because yeah. of just how much he was being developed i think i kind of looked past all of that and was like nah yeah. they can't develop him this much but looking back i think i was just like in denial yeah just like okay he there, is gonna die but I i'm not a, gonna believe it i still have this false hope that he's gonna make it a lot of people i think at least from what my friend sends me are just convinced that he's still alive yeah i'm Which still I, in denial I mean, as well we didn't see a that. body yeah. and that's like rule number one of star wars like if you don't see a body yeah really though. i mean i wouldn't be surprised if he was dead and i wouldn't be surprised if he's alive <laughs> yeah because well, one thing to think about, Hemlock, even if Tech was dead at that point, mm-hmm. it's not like Hemlock to leave a body, a Definitely. clone body. He would take that. An enhanced yeah. clone exactly. body. Exactly. Even if it's just a study. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's still so much to be discovered there with how creepy is Hemlock because at this moment he is very creepy. Mm-hmm. I Leading up to season, just this whole season, I was in a lot of denial about Tech too. Because we saw so much from him that it was almost like yeah. if and if Hunter were to die, Tech would take over mm-hmm. with Omega. But now that we got so much development, it's very likely for Tech to die because we're just realizing how much he's willing to sacrifice for his yeah. brothers and sister. And they really did throw in a curveball with Fee as well. Oh my like, gosh. Oh, we're getting to see this potential future for Tech. And then we see it all come crumbling down. Yeah. Do you guys And either s- that's extremely cruel or it's just the beauty of storytelling. Uh, which is also cruel, but <laughs> it's all cruel. Do you guys want to see the Bad Batch go back and tell Fee? Mm, I actually do. I don't think we will. I don't think so at this point. I can't. S- well, but they might go back to Pabu and kind of like that's like recoup. Yeah, when you're playing, it's the, the safe zone. Mm. 
They're safe from the empire there, yeah. so I can see them going back there for a time, but not like, yeah. hey, we're here to live. Or them crossing paths. Mm-hmm. Or them just contacting Fee and be like, yo. I mean, text mm-hmm. dead, hang up the call. <laughs> At this point, they wouldn't go back there, like, just to go, because I think Hunter is pretty set on finding Omega, so. Yeah, Definitely. that boy is on a mission, man. He... I think also Sid might reach out to Fee, and that might be how she i mean yeah that had a lot of rhyming words in it <laughs> it's poetry star wars <laughs> is all poetry and so is this podcast you know who would be really good at poetry <laughs> tech <laughs> you know it's it's too soon it's just too soon this is how i cope <laughs> <laughs> i'm telling you this podcast is therapy it is especially this episode yes getting because we watch the episode and you know instead of just being Mm -hmm. like what do i do and like you talk about it with people but now recording yourself talking to post to anyone who wants to listen is very satisfying it is especially if it's something that like you're like passionate about as well and that has affected you a lot which is kind of weird to say that, okay, this TV show, this fictional character, yeah, it has caused me so much turmoil. I think for us, it's it's more so like that was a great story. It is, yeah. yeah. Rather than telling is amazing. I love this character. Like, I love this character because it has such a great story. Yeah. Rather than, oh, it's a character. Not, not like, kind of like, <laughs> I don't know kinda like it. it's, it's my life and, you know, what am I trying to say here? Like, you just put so much into the character. Yeah. It's more like just kind of how George Lucas made it to be, like, just appreciating the poetry. Yes. And the the rhythm and just mm-hmm. everything about it is just so incredible. Yeah. That's Star Wars, really. And every factor is meaningful as well. Mm-hmm. Mostly. <laughs> yeah, because you can't make a story without it having some kind of impact. Yeah. Because if a story doesn't happy. have impact, then it's not going to be a good story it's not exactly good. and so to have impact you have to create background and you have to create good story or good character development and world building and, and that's exactly sadness. what we saw from tech <laughs> death and, yeah and it has Hooray. to have some you have to provoke emotion and how do you provoke emotion by killing off everybody's favorite character you know and it's not just like it was everyone's favorite character but it was also like a bit of the underdog as well Yep, like tech, I feel had a tendency to be under what's the word? Underestimated, <laughs> underappreciated, <laughs> underestimated, underloved. He was more in the background. He wasn't like the the star. He, w- I was like, he wasn't yeah. in the spotlight. But he I feel like there's the another hunter. word for that. Yeah, yeah. He wasn't the yeah, face I, I of get the what operation. You're <laughs> <laughs> but he did add a lot to the team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's going to be a hard spot to replace. I know. Yeah. I, I feel like I was watching Cut and Run. I can't remember if it was before or after, but Hunter was just like, hey, Tech, do you think he could forge us some chain codes? And I'm just thinking, like, you're not going to have Tech to do this and do that and figure stuff out. So Yeah, he was even the pilot of the Marauder. Yeah. Which makes for such a sad scene, you know, going through the aftermath of tech dying you're seeing omega who's just so upset and then yeah hunter who's trying to figure things out and then wrecker is really upset and then echoes by himself in the marauder you know the way he glances over to the pilot seat and <laughs> i try to forget that <laughs> i went back and was watching a lot of scenes of 
Echo and Tech anytime they were yeah. flying the ship. It was a lot of sarcasm, a lot mm-hmm. of banter back and forth. And I was just thinking, how much is Echo missing that right now? Because a lot of times Echo was doing repairs and was like, you know, uh, help me. And Tech's like, uh, sorry, I'm doing my own thing right now. Yeah. I think what's also really sad is remembering that they're all soldiers. And in the moment, I don't think a lot of them are acknowledging like, this is my brother. Like, mm-hmm. like with Echo in those moments, like they're not acknowledging like, oh, this is this is a nice time. And then after he's gone and those moments aren't there anymore, it's like all of those moments. Like we were all calling each other brothers, Mm -hmm. but why why didn't we act like it a little more? And then you have to think of Crosshair too. He doesn't know. He doesn't know. (laughs) (laughs) You just keep He doesn't know. (laughs) Because he's bound to wake up at some point and Omega's going to, you know, give him the rundown of what's been happening. And that's, I mean, we already see Crosshair's really been through it. Yeah. And I was i was really hoping that there would be some kind of closure with that. But it was, we got no closure nope. with the end of this. No, we did not. With this finale, no closure. Nope. It was all open-ended, so mysterious. So we have to wait. <laughs> How fun. How fun is waiting? <laughs> not very. I don't want to wait. It. It kind of sucks, too, because I recently got into everything, everything Star Wars, and everything was already, re- like, released. Yep. And I didn't have to wait long for season two of The Bad Batch. Exactly. I didn't have to wait long for And it Tales. ended pretty, like, okay, mm-hmm. we're okay. Now, yeah. No one's no, okay no here. No okay. Oh, gosh. Uh, yeah. All those lucky people. I, a lot of people that I, I've known have, I really got them into watching, like, The Clone Wars, and that was already, you know, out by the time they mm-hmm. did it. I'm like, no, we we used to have to wait for this stuff. Yeah, you have to think about all the people who grew up with watching Clone Wars as well. Yeah, that was a lot mm-hmm. to start from the very beginning. Yeah, that's amazing. And through all Good of its cancels <laughs> and yeah, and suspense, man, literally. Yeah. yeah, and the hype as well. Which this finale is just gonna make season three if there's a season three which there probably oh, will be it's just be. gonna make yeah. that pilot episode you can't end more with better someone saying i'm your sister and then not keep it's going very true you can't end with tech dying oh my gosh if it ended oh, i would be if so it got canceled bad. i would break whatever tv screen i, I was would commit arson <laughs> okay if one single person died we would lose a lot of content we totally would if d bradley <laughs> Oh, he needs like he must be protected he needs like a major major insurance like you know, some sort of protection i would hire a personal armed bodyguard guard for d bradley yes. baker where is he is that's he safe is he, is all, he right? all right <laughs> no really where, where where is he right now okay but like imagine that being a panel question like <laughs> like what happens I, I if he question, dies i have a question for dave filoni and john favreau <laughs> Backup, um, or at least Dave. What, if what, D. Bradley Baker ever dies, do you guys have a backup plan? We uh, got that Cam and Owens in the back already cloning him. We're fine. <laughs> what security measures do you have in place right now to protect D. Bradley Baker? Because anybody can be Perry the Platypus, but nobody can be the clones. Rex. Well, wait, Hunter, why couldn't they just use Tem Morrison? Okay. Tem is Boba and Jango. Mm-hmm. D is everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, they both double as Cody. Yes, That's they true. do. They do. 
Okay, you mentioned earlier, Emery is a clone. Yes. That is... I called it as I well. Feel, I feel like watching it, none of us were like, oh, what? Are you kidding? Yeah. We're all like, uh-huh. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. That, that Wait, that wasn't a given? Yeah. Wait, she didn't say that before? I feel like we <laughs> talked about it. Yeah, we were talking about it last mm-hmm. week that, you know, just kind of the hints towards it. Yeah. Not on board with it 100%. Yeah. But I was not surprised. Yeah. I don't think I was like, I didn't call it, but I wasn't surprised. And then there was Omega who was like, oh, what? Yeah. But I'm blind. Is that what I'm going to look like <laughs> when I'm old? <laughs> I don't know why she had some, I don't know what accent that was. I didn't, what? Even, mean, I didn't even mean to put on an accent. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it either. I think. I'm curious. It's kind of a pull to newer audiences as well mm-hmm. kind of trying to satisfy older audiences new and newer audiences yeah um, it's in just a fresh storyline i guess it's an interesting take to make another girl clone yeah because omega being the like known as the only girl clone was really cool mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. there's just one of them yeah now i'm it kind of devalues yeah omega. And another thing too is because you know, Omega's not just a clone, but she's also, you know, a member of the Bad Batch yeah. just being enhanced. And we don't know exactly what Emery has. She could just be a normal clone. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Omega even has, you know, pure DNA in yeah, her that's and she's unaltered. Mm-hmm. So she is, you know, above, <laughs> superior to the rest of the clones as well. And so just, you know, exploring Emery a little more would be cool because I, I, I knew I liked her. Mm-hmm. She was a clone. That's why. <laughs> okay, but like she's helping the doctor guy. So like, yeah. But she she's also, also didn't kill Crosshair. True. Yeah. And she's also good thing she Crosshair must- didn't kill her. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Maybe Crosshair had a suspicion as well. He might Probably. have. Or maybe like, it was the goggles. Dude, you look like a clone. Oh it's my like- god. <laughs> she had, I guess, more like 3D glasses. You know the old movie theater yeah. 3D glasses. Except they were both. Right. Yeah. He was like, oh, goggles. Oh. I, I I know someone who wore goggles. Where's goggles? Goggles. <laughs> Where's the goggles? Son, let me watch the goggles as a child. <laughs> that sounds like a show. It it doesn't it? <laughs> I had a feeling ever since we were introduced to Emery and the doctor and her visited Nalase, mm-hmm. and she just kind of lingered there, and Nalase kind of looked at her like you know Nalase knows who she is. Yeah, and whether or not Emery is like on her side i don't know really i don't really know yeah the i thing, feel like she's gonna have a big turnaround now that i think harder about it it's complicated with nala say because she's not really against the empire they're like hey you're yeah. on our side even though she's not so it's not like she's the enemy here so with emery like where what's exactly mm-hmm. her background where's her loyalty to and was, is it a thing like all girl clones are just raised as medics? Which, mm. you know, it would make sense. And then they just hang out around Camino and learn all that stuff. And then just got mixed up with the Empire. Is it yeah. a recent thing? Which kind of sets Omega apart too with her being a part of the Bad Batch and learning how to be a soldier. Yeah. And Omega does tend to have a big influence on people. Mm-hmm. And in fact, she's, she's tiny, but she's got stuff to say, man. Tiny but I'm mighty. Angry. <laughs> I was Omega in this finale when it ended, credits rolling. I was angry. But yeah, I can see her having an impact on Emery. Like, hey, what are you doing here? I think 
Emery already seems more involved. I think she would probably be more involved in the cloning aspect, mm-hmm. still working for the Empire, but like, like she's not involved in the bigger picture of the Empire. Like, the, yeah, the, yeah, she's in the cloning aspect of the Empire. Yeah, exactly. And going off of that too, is she doesn't seem bothered by seeing all the clones imprisoned against their wills and. You know, in all the experiments and tubes like we saw in the finale when mm-hmm. Omega was there, you just see against the wall, it's just lines of clones. Tech? I would be scanning every single tank in there. I wonder if she's... Do you remember from Truth and Consequences, the mid-season? Yeah. That the the Believer oh, uh-huh. and whatever. I wonder if it's kind of a situation like that where she so strongly believes that the cloning that they're doing isn't necessarily for good but maybe for like the good of science kind of like dr pershing a little bit yeah mm-hmm. granted dr hemlock's motives are extremely questionable <laughs> yes but emory is a scientist and you see the comparison of emory and tech who are both scientists and i'm going down a rabbit hole because i'm having a lot of thoughts <laughs> <laughs> this is this is how you cope this is how i go rabbit holes but like you see tech who is a soldier and also a scientist and he has that morality obviously we've seen that because he freaking sacrificed himself anyway oh, gosh. <laughs> and then you see emory who's like i think she has some kind of care for clones because we saw that with crosshair or maybe it's just because crosshair is a part of clone force 99 and he's an enhanced clone and maybe she has some connection she obviously has some connection to nala say mm-hmm. and nala say we know created our enhanced clones in her own lab lab in her, <laughs> in her lab. lab i think because of that background assuming that is a background maybe we'll see some rivalry between omega and emery mm-hmm. just like you know i'm a pure generation clone as yeah. opposed to well i'm a faster aging clone <laughs> i'm a new and improved creation yeah and how, yeah, like you were saying, their history with Nala Say, both mm-hmm. of them, how deep does Emery's run? Yeah. Was she taken by the Empire early on before mm-hmm. it was the Empire? You know, like kind of hidden yeah. in the shadows because the Empire didn't build this up overnight. They've had the Zillow Beast since yeah. way back during the Clone Wars. So if, you know, she was, Emery was taken by Palpatine, not Palpatine specifically, he worked undercover, but taken in for that. And then Nala Say's like, well, I got an Omega. Yeah. You know, like, where does, timeline-wise, where does this match up? And mm-hmm. is Omega even older than Emery? Yeah. And was Emery created in the same lab? Which I'm assuming she had to have been. Yeah, but for Omega to not know about it, she there's knows. a lot of mystery there. Because she even says herself, you know, like, the Kaminoans had other research that I didn't even know about. Mm. So, who knows what shady stuff is going on? Lots of shady stuff. One thing about Emery, too, how she was unaffected by seeing all the clones goes to show she doesn't have a a squad or a unit that she's in with that Mm -hmm. we know of unless there was, you know, a squad Mm -hmm. of these female clones that were running the lab. But I have... (laughs) I I wouldn't like that. Yeah, Yeah, that's one... I I don't see that being a thing. I I hope it's not a thing. But, like... She doesn't have loyalties to these clones. Mm-hmm. So like seeing them like, oh my gosh, I just feel so bad for you. Yeah. She's like, we don't have this connection. Yeah. 
She seemed up. She opened up to Omega, though. You know, and she opened hey, up a tiny bit to Crosshair. Yeah, she might have been like raised in an environment where like everything is for research. Mm. So yeah. like you're a clone. You're like for research. This like yeah. She might have just been brought up that way. Yeah, sort of yeah. like devaluing the humanity mm-hmm. and sort of her values of humanity are held lower much lower than her values of science yeah and not going because we see with all the clones you know we were raised on camino but they go out to battle mm-hmm. and mm. they were given so much freedom with their generals who were yeah. like yes you guys are individual you can paint your armor you all have names we're gonna treat you like real people because you are yeah and yeah like you said with emery devaluing their humanity makes a lot of sense i kind of like what you were saying with just her the values of clones and with the generals like them having more of a sense of humanity than emery and that's probably because they've been in a war and it's kind of hard not to have some sort of feeling when you're seeing your brothers die left and right Mm-hmm. And with Emery, you know, b- living in a in a scientific environment, like Sierra was saying, you're not really attached to your brothers because to you, they're just experiments. Yeah. And the ones that come in are, oh, here's an experiment. Right. They're just, they're just numbers. They're not, you know, they don't have names to her. Which, but she, she even refers to Crosshair by name. Yeah. She, she, she goes, you know, first, you know, going by his number and is like, oh, or do you prefer Crosshair? Mm-hmm. So she's kind of using both. There's a lot of mystery around Emery and just her character. And I'm really looking forward to seeing more development come from that. Yeah. Because there's a lot to be explored. I just, I really hope they're not going to make it so that she's replacing Tech. Because she's a scientist. She's a medic. That was what Tech was to the team. Yeah. And I'm just like, I would slap someone if that were to happen. Yeah, I would remind slap me not several to sit next people. to you. <laughs> no, slap people who slap are the in charge. Person. <laughs> I will fly. Wait, where does David, 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 where does David Filoni live? <laughs> you know, I feel like usually podcasting, we start off on a quick like rant and then get deep step by step into the episode. Well, I mean, jumping around, obviously. Yeah. This was just all rant. <laughs> well, it's kind of hard to not rant (laughs) because especially with the finale like we're just basically recapping everything that's happened yeah because so much has happened it's very like the most freedom you have podcasting Mm -hmm. a finale is because we know everything that led up to the season no more speculation of the season i mean speculation of future seasons but it's it's a lot easier to just chill and talk yeah talk especially when those episodes were so hard-hitting and dense that you're just like there's so much here to unpack there is we're off to a great start i want to go back to the beginning of the episode when tex stands up for crosshair which was like oh he's gonna die (laughs) because he's like because hunter is very reluctant here yeah and tex like he's her brother we gotta look into this we can't just brush it off and seeing hunter like this reluctant is because we've been building up this whole season where they haven't had to come face to face with 
this question of yeah. like, are we going to get involved? Or are we going to not? They haven't had to, you know, come in contact with this difficult question. But now they're having to face it because they have evidence that one of their own is, you know, yeah. in with the Empire. And to actually get to see Hunter, because he's been dodging this, mm-hmm. you know, for all of the Bad Batch. But now coming to terms with, we have a space finally where we can stay on Pabu and disappear. Yeah. Or are we going to try to save Crosshair? And he's very reluctant. Like, it it makes sense as a squad leader to not want to get involved with that. Which we've been talking about, too, of how things like losing a member is so much deeper for mm-hmm. Hunter than anyone else because of him being the leader of the squad, yeah. which Hemlock put into words, you know, better than we ever could, just like him saying you know it must be so hard for you being the leader and then calling hunter he's like so paternal mm-hmm. oh my gosh who knew clones were so paternal because we were talking too about how they're really taking a step back from you know like hunter being like a dad to omega but i feel like with this finale it all just came flooding back in you know yeah he's a father i think also looking back you do see a lot of hunter stepping back as the leader and sort of being like i'm gonna refocus on being that parental figure which is completely contradictory to what you were just saying but (laughs) kind of what you were saying about his reluctance it's sort of like you remember in season one where crosshair is like you've gone soft Mm -hmm. i think this season we've definitely seen hunter go soft yeah and this losing a member of his squad, losing his daughter figure. Yeah. He's he's been through it. That is not an easy thing to stomach at all. And we're getting more and more towards his breaking point or that was his breaking point. Mhm. And Mans is angry. He is. He's angry. <laughs> <laughs> One thing too to to call someone like you went soft. Mhm also doesn't mean that they're not capable right. of being as extreme as mm-hmm. they once were or as not quite quite cold but yeah you you can do what needs to be done yeah they just have this new added aspect to them mm-hmm. which makes them a little more dangerous in that way because mm-hmm. now that they have someone to look out for yeah means that if that you know said person i'm gonna person is the best example someone like omega mm-hmm. something happens to her you don't know what this dude is going to yeah. do because he's capable of a lot and he went soft and now the soft heart is broken. That was a really good analogy. The soft heart is broken. <laughs> yeah. that, that's me right now. That's why. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I think it's also because I think the Bad Batch, they've always been so close-knit because they've always had to rely on each other. Mm-hmm. And to lose tech who's been it's been the four of them since the beginning and -hmm. then they had echo and then echo left and they got omega and you know all of that stuff happened but it's always been those four yeah besides from crosshair because (laughs) he also left so one by one everybody is sort of deteriorating not by death but by choice and with tech it was his death by choice yeah that was one thing i was gonna note very similar to that is how echo and crosshair leaving mm-hmm. it really hurt the bad batch it did. but they they knew they're out there somewhere 
especially more so with Echo because they left on very good terms. Like he's he 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 didn't turn in with the Empire like Crosshair did. But for someone like Tech, like this was their first loss mm-hmm. as being in the whole squad. Like there's yeah. nothing we can do to change this because with, even for them, there's still hope with Crosshair. Right. But Tech is gone. Mm-hmm. And even Omega has to deal with that too. Mm-hmm. And we can't like leave out Wrecker as either because he's he's that emotional. He's more emotionally what's the word inclined. No, not <laughs> inclined. He like understood emotions better than he definitely. I feel like out of the whole bad batch, mm-hmm. he's conveyed af- more emotion. Yeah, I was gonna say he doesn't. He's not afraid to display his emotion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like he can also read the room really well. He can just sort of being able to detect emotion and and understand. Okay. This is a good time to make a joke. This is a bad time to make a joke. Yeah. It's a good time to say I'm hungry. (laughs) (laughs) Or it's a bad time, but he's like, I'm going to say it anyway. (laughs) Yeah. It's a good time to growl growl at everybody. (laughs) And he's never silent. Yeah. Except (sighs) it was just so sad to see his death and it be Wrecker. Yeah, that's that's the thing is they really focused in on Wrecker in that moment, which you see how close they are as brothers Mm -hmm. and him you know telling tech don't do it like please like we're gonna find a way out of this and he was like hanging on to him yeah trying to hold on to the car plan 99 ruby were you right or what i was right (laughs) and i'm not happy about it but it was so incredible it was oh it's so weird to describe such an impactful death as incredible are beautiful because it's like it's it just makes it sound morbid but like just the music oh my god the lines delivered oh god body language the sound of the gun like you you couldn't see either of their faces besides Mm -hmm. omegas but like and the way the car broke away yeah you know from the line and just felt like just that moment and then it falls and then Wrecker's like, no, like this. Yeah. Because there's a quick moment where the blaster sh- shoots and nothing happens. And then it breaks and then yeah. the tech falls. And just to see Hunter react, not Hunter, to see Wrecker react to that. And then Omega, like, yeah, what just happened? Out. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Which I wish we, we could have seen more of Echo and Hunter in that moment as well. Just sort of like. Because we saw Hunter, like, get him on board. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That tone, you can really hear. There was a lot of panic in there. Yeah. But trying to be, like, telling himself, we're going to make it through. It's going to be okay. We've always made it through. And then for that to not happen. Yeah. That was a, a hard blow. Yeah. And even the aftermath of that, you know, those in and out shots of Omega mm-hmm. in and out of of consciousness and just those flashes of images of them getting back to the ship and you hear hunter yelling and echo yelling and wrecker yelling and and comforting omega it just added to the suspense yeah it just made for such a impactful moment well done it was i hate you dave filoni but well done it was yeah oh my gosh it was so good yeah and can kevin kiner oh my gosh this man ride a score man 
this specific song he the death the death scores he's done mm-hmm. like darth maul breaks yeah. obi-wan oh. fire oh. fire the what jedi the fire i'm gonna use to burn down <laughs> whatever the heck you want <laughs> whatever it's time to commit awesome and even jedi eulogy from the clone wars yeah. that he did was so good and then he does burying the dead which oh, that's a every, lot of death. every single time that song comes on oh it's just reliving that that dark moment it really is in the season <laughs> the seven moment. finale <laughs> which was also so beautiful oh my gosh what's with the gray tones what's with the gray cloudy tones it's it's for us to make us just really sad <laughs> okay the way burying the dead this is going to clone wars right now mm-hmm. burying the dead transitions into the end credit yeah theme which is not the regular theme you know it's all dramatic and intense Mm -hmm. every single time i watch it it ends i'm like this is not okay this is no happy song at the end and just like the way it left off with the clone wars was like wow things are looking really bleak yeah and that's even how it felt at the end of season two at the finale for bad batch there was no there was no bad 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 batch yo hey yeah it was somber it was this funeral march in remembrance and it was just like this this is their path this is this is what's going to push them to their limits yeah not order 66 not them becoming mercenaries but them losing a member of their team and trying to get back what they lost yeah if they can wow it's just so much tension. I, I was starting to calm down this week, but right now it's just... It's, it's rising it's back. up, it is. <laughs> okay, here we're, we go. We're raining it in right now. Oh, my gosh. Um, Even thinking... We've been talking, I feel like, since episode one, the whole season. What's it going to take mm-hmm. for the Bad Batch? If they are ever to get into the fight, yep. what's it going to take? And we're like, because yeah. they have so much loyalty to each other. What it took was one of their own getting caught up in the Empire them to be like okay we're gonna and unwillingly that is because crosshair went in willingly mm-hmm. so they're not gonna go save someone who's you know clinging to a pole like no you can't take yeah. me so for omega they're like that's it like we're gonna go no matter what which they're finally getting a hunter is getting a look into like why rex and echo are risking their lives so much to save these brothers because Hunter asked him in Tipping Point, when is it going to be enough for you? And Echo's like, when all of our brothers make it out. <sighs> and Hunter didn't understand that. Yeah. But now he understands that. Like, I'm, I'm, go- I'm willing to sacrifice my own life even just to save that of my squad. Yeah. And so now he's getting to see Echo feels the same way about every other clone. He has a loyalty to all of them. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. is going to be really good for Hunter. I feel like he still has a long road to go. Definitely. Because his even his reluctance with saving Crosshair is going to show that he, sh- he should be more inclined to go save Crosshair, which Tech was encouraging him to do mm-hmm. that. So I feel like we still have a lot of character development to see from him because he wants to protect his squad so bad. And he took a risk. He went out you know, to try to track Hemlock and find Crosshair, and he lost a member. So he's he's very paranoid. I liked what you were saying about Hunter 
and how he should feel more inclined to save Crosshair and not have to be hard to convince to save him by tech. Reminds me again of that conversation between Hunter and Crosshair in season one where he's like, you didn't save me. Mm-hmm. Like, you weren't loyal to me. Right. And that just sort of goes to show Hunter, I don't want to say valuing, but like not understanding the consequences of losing one of his brothers. Whereas we have Echo, like you were also saying, like he's spent years, he's the last of the Domino Squad. Mm-hmm. So he knows what it's like to lose his entire squad and to lose his, you know, so many of his brothers. Yeah. And it reminds me of what Rex said at the at the finale of it's like I've lost so many of my brothers. Oh. Yeah, you just kind of have to think about what Crosshair feels and how cuz even with Mayday. Mhm. Like Crosshair <sighs> Mayday. That was such a great episode and for him to have bonded with mayday and then mayday died yeah and then to have crosshair and tech and obviously they have a bond because they've known each other forever yeah all i'm thinking is you know the scenes whenever crosshair goes to make a shot and he's like here let mm-hmm. me see your shoulder real quick <laughs> i forgot about How that do, like they were so close to where they're just like yep yeah. i know i know the drill yeah i could even see crosshair and tech maybe being a little bit closer than all the others just because they're both like enhanced and i could see crosshair being like okay wrecker's a little too much hunter's busy what's up tech yeah and they're both so i guess what's the word not secretive but they both they're more introverted yeah except with their emotions yeah because tech will talk for hours Mm -hmm. but and their sort of emotions are closed off definitely and you know crosshair he I feel like his actions speak louder than words in tech. He has a lot of words. <laughs> I would like a good tech story from Crosshair. Like just telling Omega a story about tech and from the good old days. Yeah. I was also thinking of how were they raised on Kamino mm-hmm. before they were sent out into the Clone War. Like, hey, you all are enhanced. You're special. Let's ingrain in you your abilities and you can do this better than anyone else and then the pressure hunter might have had growing up like i'm the leader of the squad and just already building up this this pressure of like Mm -hmm. okay i'm bonding with these guys and it's my responsibility to make all the calls yeah call all the shots i should say yeah and that i mean he just had pressure from day one yeah and so now I'm just I'm really invested in Hunter because he his reluctance was yeah. cause for concern. Yeah. Really. Definitely. Once he found out Crosshair is not with the Empire and not even like what if it's a trap? <laughs> it's, it's a, a trap. trap. <laughs> what if it's but what if it's not a trap and yeah. the willingness to go with no hesitation? Mm-hmm. And his hesitation goes to show just how much is going on in his mind. Yeah. Cuz he's he could have even, you know, pre-thought Going into this, I could lose my whole Bad Batch to save Crosshair. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like him making the decision of protecting the ones who stayed versus the trying to protect the one who obviously doesn't want anything to do with us anymore. Yeah. Or didn't want anything to do with them anymore. And he could just be angry with Crosshair as well. Yeah. I'm- angry <laughs> everybody's angry everyone's angry um, here 
Yeah, and just going back to your point of like how they were raised, you have Kaminoans who were like, these are our enhanced clones who are receiving special ops training and they're going to be like the best of the best. Mm-hmm. And then you have all the regs who are like, no, you guys are defective. You guys are just a bunch of weirdos. Yeah. And so to have that conflict of their own sort of like self-value or whatever, it's like, oh, <laughs> that had to have been hard. Yeah. Especially for Hunter, like to lead them and be able to de- decipher how they're going to be as a squad and, and it's kind of what's the lay of the land of how we're going to approach things. Rewriting all of these plans, numbering of these plans and being like, hey, we're not, we don't follow protocol. We don't follow orders. Mm-hmm. I was also thinking when Tech called Plan 99, at what point did they give a rundown of all these plans? Like Plan 99 kind of reminds me of like when you're writing your will. Mm. You know, it's a, it's kind of a sensitive subject. Yeah. So it's, it's like them sitting down to write a will of this self-sacrifice plan. Why would it even be a plan? Just be like, okay, if if the need arises. But it could also, I could see it coming after 99 dies. Definitely. Be like, hey, guys, in honor of that. Like, who comes up with this plan if we ever need to self-sacrifice mm-hmm. we're not gonna follow orders this is plan 99 yeah <laughs> wow yeah i could see tech coming up with that he is smart was is is was is was is <laughs> just start crying <laughs> <laughs> i do kind of like that concept you kind of you said something and it kind of provoked this thought but the similarities and big differences between tech and not tech <laughs> just rolls right not off the tongue, tech, doesn't it? It does. Of Rex and Hunter, so sort of we see Rex with the smallest bit of hope that Echo is alive, mm-hmm. and he goes off to save him. And then we see Hunter, who's like this plethora of information and evidence going to prove that Crosshair has turned on the Empire, and he's still reluctant to go and save him. And it's, yeah. it goes to show even more that, like, he doesn't really have the same impact of loss as the regs do because they're so tight-knit in that squad. Also, like, we, we say a lot going off of that is during that time period, Rex had so much backing, you know? Mm-hmm. They were, it was just so much of a lighter time. Yeah. When, you know, he had Anakin beside him. He had so many clones and they had a threat out there, but they had each other. And he's like going to save this one. Mm. Contrasted with the Bad Batch, who is like them versus everyone. Yeah. And then trying to, you know, yeah. attempt this rescue. Like if it's just us, mm-hmm. it's such a close parallel, but so big a difference, you know, so much parallel and contrast. Yeah. I was actually just thinking. I think last night about Rex going to save Echo and just how committed he was to that. Mm -hmm. If the Bad Batch ever told Echo, like, dude, Rex would have gone alone if no one else went with him. And if he had no resources, he still would have gone and did whatever he could to save you. He didn't stop. And which, you know, gives cause for why Echo is like, every time Rex would come, he'd be like, Rex, my boy. And just how 
he even, you know, went off like, I'm going to help Rex, my brother, because he needs my help right now. He owes him a big favor. Not yeah. even a favor. Like Rex is like, hey, remember the time I saved you? Yeah. But more like he wants like to help him because of everything that he did for him. Yeah. Or even Echo going on, going in and wanting to save Gregor. Mm-hmm. Just sort of how that all trickles down throughout the 501st and that that want to save even just one. Yeah. And you have to figure, now, where on earth does that come from? Uh, The donor? <laughs> yeah. More to say, have you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they have such this deep sense of brotherhood that is, you know, it kind of reminds you of Mando. Of yeah. Mandalorians and sort of like. It's in their blood. Yeah. Literally. It's weird. <laughs> Literally. And yet you see Emery and she doesn't have that as much. And Crosshair doesn't have that as much. Yeah. A- another thing too, like what if they do? Because Crosshair yeah. makes sense if it's like something that's suppressed. Mm-hmm. Just coming from being enhanced. And Emery we've really barely seen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> i said it's actually not literally what just because you said oh, it's in their the blood and i said literally and i'm like actually it's not literally but like <laughs> okay now we're inserting the loyalty <laughs> <laughs> you may feel a slight pinch it's okay you'll all be better people for it <laughs> oh gosh it's kind of funny though because they're so by all these new imperials are like oh loyalty you should be loyal to the empire yeah <laughs> i don't know what that accent well, was the that's just how what's his face nolan talks in my head not that i think about him often but <laughs> i think about him being a poo-poo head <laughs> face you made you sound so upset with this guy uh, not as upset as i am with saw Gerrera. oh gosh i actually had a note on nolan okay which was the difference between Nolan or even someone like Nolan versus mm. someone like Hemlock yeah. is Nolan doesn't know when to stop. Mm. But then there's someone like Hemlock, you see, who after Tech died, he's totally taunting Hunter. He has mm. record at gunpoint, blaster point. Let's be nerds here. It was a blaster. <laughs> and he tosses Tech's goggles to Hunter and is like, this is all I could find. Oh, it must be so hard on you. And just going at it with Hunter. But he knows that the situation he's in, Hunter's not going to shoot him in the back. Yeah. But then there's someone like Nolan who walks away so, like, feeling so superior about mm-hmm. himself and then gets shot and dies. There's a difference there. Like, Hemlock wouldn't do something like that because he yeah. knows that would be very dumb. And he doesn't turn his back on them. Yeah, and he doesn't underestimate them either. Like all of those clone mm-hmm. commandos coming in. That was a lot. Yeah. He has his backing because he knows if he goes in alone, he's dead. Yeah. Unless he's like, what's he hiding under that glove? That's a good point. Did you think that? Maybe he's it's constantly some... like, he's constantly like holding on to his wrist. You know? I bet like, it's he's secretly s- Anakin. Super weapon. Whoa. No. I bet it's some like skin damage <gasps> that just looks really bad from all of his experiments he's slowly turning blue and he's becoming thrown <laughs> weird flex but sure he's inhaled too much hemlock poison <laughs> yep <laughs> hence the name yeah yeah i was i was wondering what secret weapon he had under that glove yeah i bet it's just his hand is cold <laughs> he has a thing about dirt yes 
just with one hand though no but he's probably done so much experiments like with that poison stuff that he sent to crosshair he's like i'm used to it but my hand wasn't at one point but i'm used to it now <laughs> my hand is the only one it spilled it. on his hand yep it hemlock he's becoming a big villain really yeah. he's now the bad batch's enemy yeah which, and they don't know it yet <laughs> yeah i mean they they kind of have a taste of it know. yeah coming into the series i was like oh new doctor guy and now he's just the villain i was like whoa and he's he's fitting the bill and yeah. right now he's doing really well getting what he wants so he has this position of power mm-hmm. but if the bad batch do anything to mess that up is he gonna kind of a rampart situation where it's just gone like you failed and you're disappeared i feel like i could see him only a glove going pretty crazy left as a trace (laughs) i was gonna say did you see i saw something saying that rafa and trace were gonna be in the soka series oh i can see that because we didn't get any of them Mm -mm. this series which they're off doing you know missions and and all that fun stuff Okay, can we talk about tea? Let's oh, spill it. Let's spill, spill the, the tea. tea. Well, you know how we were talking <laughs> on Pabu, like, oh, no. oh does spilling the tea talk? mean one of them dies? Yeah, the tea has spilled. <laughs> the foreshadowing, we didn't even know it. It was just a bad joke that <sighs> became a reality. Which, hey, maybe the tea can just be kind of put back in the yeah cup. you just like put a paper towel put it over in. it and put then it like squish, squeeze squish it back it, in it. yeah but is it ever the same after that no watching tag and fee <laughs> before they leave on the mission Dude, was, was so awkward <laughs> it was so entertaining hand embarrassment <laughs> the way because she walks up all mm-hmm. like yo what happened a few days ago and then he just kind of shuts off and is glancing like oh She's looking like maybe if I if I don't look, she's yeah. just gonna go away. But she doesn't. Yeah. Which another thing I was thinking was like, how did Tech go from like not awkward around V to all of a sudden being like this? Because yeah. at first it was just entertaining. Then I podcast remote flipped on yeah. a few days later because it took a few days of processing <laughs> this episode. I can see him kind of sh- shutting her out, knowing. We're going on a mission that's yeah. very dangerous, and I don't want to hurt her mm. in this way. So I'm, if I don't do anything about it, that's protecting her. Because on Pabu, things were like, hey, we're, we're going to be here for a yeah. little while. It's going to be great. Let's stay. Let's stick around and kind of see where this goes. To just awkward and like, uh, hello. Yeah. Hi. Uh, you want a briefing of the mission? I should say bye to you. <laughs> you like yeah. all these these questions. I can just I really see him doing that just yeah. as protection. Mm. I can also see him doing it sort of like cuz he know the statistics like he clones are not made to be in romantic relationships. Mm-hmm. Like they never thought about that as a possibility for them. And with tech he probably has thought about that just because he's super statistical <laughs> he's super statistical and logical and so he's thought of every single outcome that could have happened and so obviously he would know like you were saying he might not come back this is a dangerous mission and like that sort of life isn't really cut out for them because they're 
they're so quickly wrote back into this war. Mm-hmm. Like even in the beginning of the episode where Hunter's talking to Shep, and he's like, settling down isn't really a thing soldiers do. I forget his exact words, oh, but y- yeah, the last tipping point. Yeah, tipping point. It's an occupational hazard. Yeah. And Tech knows that too. And so it's like, yeah. To settle down is an occupational hazard and to protect Fee. He kind of shuts it all off. Yeah. And also goes to show that he knew the gravity of this mission. Because mm. let's say they were running an errand for Sid, things might have not changed between them. He would have yeah. been like, hey, how's it going? I'm going to see you when I get back. Mm-hmm. But he knew this is the empire that they're getting in with yeah. and this is much higher stakes. Yeah. And even, you know, knew there's a possibility that I'm not going to come back from this. Mm-hmm. They were going with the mission of being gone for a while in order to get Crosshair back. Mm-hmm. And so he had his priority, which was saving his brother. And that was much higher than salvaging a relationship, which could or could not come to fruition. And how Fee even understood that. Mm-hmm. And didn't stalk off like, dude, you're not talking to me, but being kind of like a smile, like, I get it. This is how you are. And I like you for it. Oh, oh. <laughs> I keep getting into that mindset when we're talking about that, like, oh, he's going to come back. Oh, they're going to they're going to be so cute together. Nope. No. Oh, my gosh. If I am still in denial I'm I'm willing to share that and and it's not like the kind of denial where you're like coming up with theories like oh he he's yeah. totally alive it's just straight up denial because it's grief yeah <laughs> exactly there's denial what's the next step revenge <laughs> I think that's a couple steps next I'm just gonna skip to revenge okay <laughs> or maybe it is maybe it's denial anger no I think revenge isn't acceptance. even on there. No, I don't think it is. I think it's anger. <laughs> oh, no, it's it's uh, bargaining, isn't it? Bargaining. Isn't that one of them? Hey, Dave. I got this lovely hat for you. <laughs> hey, Dave. If you bring tech I've, back. I've got this matchstick. And look, it's got the wolf And it's a windy day. Symbol engraved on it. Isn't that lovely? Now, all you got to do for this hat is bring tech back. That's all you got to do. We can all walk out of here. I want to know how his goggles fell off with the helmet on. Like, I know he was falling upside down, so maybe his goggles came, his helmet you know, came off. But, like, here's one thing that is not fun to talk about because just, here's, podcasting but, is, so, it's a complicated profession. It is both therapy and then we're, like, in detail describing text death. Yeah. Let's do it. Because, you know, that entire train had it was like it yeah that's exactly what i'm getting into i mean it's it was, it was crushed dead did he like out of the way a little bit did he just accept that he was gonna die with no let's see how i can try to make it out of here and also one thought that came to me right before we started recording we we're watching text death scene like for the bad batch to think about this later on there's a difference with losing someone who was old age or sick or just like you know they died of natural causes versus someone who is fully capable and fully healthy dying by sacrifice like that shouldn't have happened i mean even the case of sickness and stuff Mm -hmm. like that that shouldn't have happened but to have this able-bodied brother sacrifice himself yeah it's just 
it's so hard. And you also have to know that Tech fully believed and fully knew that there was no other way they could have survived. Which comes with its own sense of comfort as well, knowing that there's literally nothing they could have done. Mm-hmm. But you also still have that guilt because he died to save them. <laughs> you, you know what? Fan fiction, guys. This is free fan fiction. And if you ever make this, tell me because I want to read it. <laughs> the possibility of the world between worlds. <gasps> they should get in contact with the Jedi friend. Mm-hmm. Who can enter the world between mm-hmm. worlds and save tech? Yeah, yeah, that's a great. It is, that can happen. Solution, please. please. We're desperate and if, if right now. If anyone ever makes fan fiction on that, I do, I do want to yeah. read that. Let me know. I saw this one that they were they're gonna be like Winter Soldier tech. Yeah, I've yeah. seen that. I've yeah. seen that going around. Uh huh. Which tech coming back as a villain. Not of his own will. Yeah. I mean, that's a concept, but I don't, I don't... I don't know if he would be used as a villain, but more so like, we're going to use your brain. Kind of like how they did with yeah. Echo. My one note is really sad. Going back to the scene, the saddest scene, mm-hmm. in record, him being the one to have to save Tech, him being terrified of heights mm. oh yeah Ruby. tech dying <laughs> from heights i'm sorry i'm just gonna leave that there um that was my one note you know you actually got me borderline teary-eyed right there just saying that but <laughs> i could tell <laughs> gosh yeah there's been a lot of death in star wars where it's been by sacrifice Mm-hmm. Like even Darth Vader. Okay, I have this thought that I have to tread lightly through because I do not want to be attacked or oh, misunderstood. Okay. Exactly. Tech's death has, you know, we've already seen, is changed the whole dynamic of the Bad Batch. And I'm really interested to see where that goes just with Tech mm-hmm. being gone. And if he comes back, it would kind of ruin that. Yeah. So I kind of, I because I personally, I really want Tech to come back. Mm-hmm. And if he's not, more like, but if he's not, I want to see how they cope with it and yeah. how they go on and move, not move past it, but, you know, honor his memory, but keep going. Mm-hmm. Yep. That was it. The most careful way I could have said that. Yeah. I. It's a good reason, too. I definitely, like, I agree with you okay good good yeah as yeah. much as i love tech yeah i think for the story and for the development of the other characters letting him be dead yeah would be i think the most creative choice just because it it makes way for a lot more story to be told and if he just like right around came back it would take away from the sacrifice yeah yeah and the lesson wouldn't really be learned for all of them really having to lose a brother like yeah and even for hunter there's a lesson to be learned is mm-hmm. okay he was so afraid that exactly what happened he was so afraid that would happen and it did yeah. where's he gonna go from here because mm-hmm. now he's like we're we're not gonna stop until we get omega back mm-hmm. no matter where it takes us and then when she's back 
which I feel is inevitable unless, I mean, after this season, anything can happen. Yeah. So I'm going to go with the the happy choice that when they're reunited, what's what's he going to do from there? Mm -hmm. Because really their loyalties still don't lie with the other regs. Yeah. It's just with each other. And he even after Tech's death said, we're not going to waste that sacrifice that he made. We're going to go live on Pabu. What do you think? And they were all okay with that. He he wasn't like Tech sacrificed himself trying to save Crosshair and trying to find him. We're kind of obligated to continue that. Mm. But he saw it as Tech's sacrifice was for us to have freedom and just live a life of peace and not be soldiers anymore. Because we were even talking about that, like, they see themselves as soldiers when Mm -hmm. are they going to see themselves as family and not even a hint of soldiers with them kind of like what cut did he's like i'm not a soldier i have a family and that's what they tried to do they're just too valuable yeah and valuable to each other Mm -hmm. at poor crosshair too because we've seen them go through so much Mm -hmm. and hunter's still so hesitant so they also don't know what crossu Crossu. <laughs> they don't know what Crosshair has been through. Yeah. As far as after Camino. Yeah. So another thing is when Hunter I say when, like it's gonna happen, if Hunter reunites with Crosshair, what's that gonna look like? Is he still gonna be a little more standoffish? Or is he gonna be like, you know what? You are my brother just as much as Tech was. Yeah, like this, the conflict we've been having isn't worth the life of any more of our brothers is dying. Yeah, or even being angry with each other. It's not worth it. Yeah. And there's got to be a conversation between them about Tech. (laughs) I feel like you can explain what happened with Tech to Crosshair very simply by just saying Plan 99. Mm. And he would just immediately know. But then to also have the context like, we were on a mission to find a way to save you mm-hmm. and to find you. Yeah. That has to have a whole other layer of guilt. Exactly. And he'd also have like a, a deep appreciation for Tech. Like mm-hmm. Tech was willing to do something like that to die in an effort to save him. And not even guilt on Crosshair, like him feeling that, but with the others too, because on one side you have... The whole mission was, you know, prompted by Tech Mm -hmm. and was to find a way to save Crosshair, which if he were to find out that piece of information would be guilt. And then also him dying with that mission having been failed, Mm -hmm. but still sacrificing himself to save what remaining brothers and sister he had left. Yeah, and even to know that they tried Mm-hmm. to save him because in the end of season one like we were talking about earlier yeah you weren't loyal to me you didn't mm-hmm. even try to do anything to save me or join me with yeah. the empire so that's that's it's gonna be yeah. a lot more for crosshair to process yeah which i and, feel like omega will tell mm-hmm. him all that and even in that same scene where crosshair's like don't be my enemy or whatever he said and cross and hunter was like you never were sort yeah. of that yeah you see that conversation really impacting the second season a lot with crosshair too really yeah in these past three episodes quick note before we move on 
Sierra is not going to be here with us for the rest of this episode. It's just me and Ruby here. We kicked her out. (laughs) (laughs) She left. I feel like we've really talked a lot about kind of the concepts and theme of the episode and Mm -hmm. just the overall events. I want to talk about one part specifically of the episode is, you know, when they're in Tarkin's facility Mm -hmm. and they're trying to sneak around Hunter and Tech, how they come across Sagarera and then they come across more Mm stormtroopers and they're trying to run out because they all got found out. There's one part when they're running down the hall (laughs) and there's like the stormtroopers come. Tech just gives one a huge punch and keeps running. And leaves it. Yeah. And it's like, Hunter, you got to finish him off. It was just, that was so awesome yeah i haven't gone back and watched it yet because of reasons Uh uh-huh yep you haven't either (laughs) but it was so good i I really liked that they just have little moments like Mm -hmm. that they're such a unit and it wasn't like it kind of shows their character and personality too because hunter like he would have flat out taken him out (laughs) wrecker would have barreled over him and tech's just like hey punch you in the face i'm gonna get him primed for you Another moment that just brought up another thing is just, you know, all the subtle parts and how well they know each other mm-hmm. is when they're talking like, okay, this is a stealth mission. And yeah. And they all turned to yeah. Wrecker like, can you do that? Wrecker's like, oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Just how all of them mm-hmm. know. Even Omega turned like, um, I'm really glad we got to see a lot of those moments in this past season too. Mm-hmm. Just more of that familiar sense they all have of each other. Mm-hmm. Just more goes to show the f- family dynamic yeah because they are they are soldiers all mm-hmm. of them unless they make a change but how they're seeing even if they they don't always act like it they are yeah a family yeah krennic krennic made his animation debut yep. in the bad batch which really isn't surprising with mm-hmm. this show because we've already seen some Rogue One characters and then obviously we saw Sagarera. Yeah. So to see Krennic came in, I liked how it, it did not feel like they were pushing a cameo. It felt really natural that mm-hmm. he was there and just setting the scene for Rogue One yeah. building up and how even in Andor they were starting to do that because mm-hmm. they, they make some mention in the ISB like transporting things to Scarif, which mm-hmm. is the planet where the plans for the death star were being kept so you see that slowly building up and now he's here like oh let me tell you about my project that i got going on yeah and this with whatever saw was trying to do failed as well him trying to kill everyone that was in there (laughs) and him failing has repercussions yeah because stardust went forward with and there's a giant death star and tarkin's still alive and everybody else is still alive and that has its own consequences and also i was just thinking when you said stardust how that went ahead and how cassian was involved with like creating the death Mm -hmm. star Mm -hmm. and how all of this just comes together yeah wow these shows have added so much to star wars really crazy yeah it's kind of cool to see the difference like when you look at a franchise like star wars and then you like look at marvel and you see Marvel, they have all of their shows and movies and they're piling on top of each other as it goes on. But with Star Wars, it's like you already have that overarching story. Yeah. But you're filling in the holes. And it's it's difficult to have to go back and fill in the holes because you don't want to mess up any plots that have already yeah. been laid. You don't want to leave any holes. Yeah. And I guess you have to pick out the parts that 
are your strongest point where you can develop a good story mm-hmm. and background like with like with what they're doing with palpatine and somehow palpatine returned mm-hmm. so so far it's been nice have you ever seen that video of this guy where he just he made a video and was like you know what i've come to realize is the problems in star wars can always be fixed mm-hmm. with more star wars yeah and you think about that like that is very true yeah so we're we're questioning all these things and then it's like bam here's the answer so the bad batch is really filling in some it's more star some wars. holes yep yeah and it's a good story too like it's not just some excuse mm-hmm. to fill in the holes they actually give it depth and its own characters that are separated from the bigger picture just enough to be able to hold their own weight yeah it's a lot like well now there's more involvement with the bad batch coming into Mm -hmm. fighting against the empire but season one was really reminiscent of the mandalorian Mm -hmm. how it's there's just a mandalorian living in the galaxy and the bigger choices that are made politically are affecting him Mm -hmm. but he's not a part of that he's just going along with it yeah so that was a lot like the bad batch definitely but but seeing them so involved in the war in the political fight to all of a sudden like we're on the outside that was a really good concept mm-hmm. and then still hesitant to get back into the war mm-hmm. but seeing how they can't escape it because mm-hmm. they are soldiers is still like you said a very interesting concept and also to have those characters be more caring about their brothers rather than the war if that makes sense mm-hmm like, Sure, there can be a war going on, but if I don't have my family around me, then it's a moot point, mm-hmm. which is sad because they're all separated right now. We're dead. What? <laughs> I remember we were talking last week about the summit, just the title, mm-hmm. and we we're like, "Yeah, it's gonna be the summit of Mount Tantus." And I remember just qu- cracking a quick joke, like, "Oh, or it's a summit meeting." Yeah. And it was a summit yeah. meeting. <laughs> oh my gosh. I thought that was funny. I was like, oh, that was just meant to be a joke. <laughs> but hey. And also at the table was the dude Barton. Yeah, I'm just going to go by Barton. Admiral. Okay. He was an admiral in the Grand Army of the Republic. Gotcha. Coburn, I believe. Bar- admiral oh, Coburn. okay. I, I, Barton. The name sounds familiar. It's the funny Coburn. that. I love Star Wars names, how they have mm-hmm. Obi-Wan. Padme, Anakin, Barton, <laughs> and him talking how he's like, I used to serve with the clones and mm-hmm. how you're like, this guy, This the second the Empire Rose was like, I'm going to go take my place over there. There was no loyalty yeah. to a specific side. Yeah. And how he could, he's probably blinded at this moment by Palpatine and his fancy words. And is like, yeah, this is what we need. We need a new era. Because he, he was fighting against the separatists. Yeah. And he he just unaware of what the Empire is doing. But as time goes on, he's gonna he's gonna see what he's a part of mm-hmm. and he seems to be okay with that. Yeah. There's no sympathy. Mm-hmm. So to to see guys like that, because wow, dude, you used to serve and you knew you were doing the right thing. There was, you know, so many signs that you were doing the right thing. And now what is he doing? He's just oppressing people. Yeah. 
to different kind of negligence. Yeah, it ties in so well. All these Mm -hmm. shows across the Clone Wars, now the Bad Batch tying in with Rebels. Yeah. Just building a big bridge. Yeah. It's a big bridge. Even with Andor, too. Just because you see all those Rebel officers who are really in, like, they're, I don't know. I just realized no one could see that nod I just did. Yes. (laughs) It's okay. They can never see mine either. (laughs) Just how we get different perspectives of even Imperial officers and their roles, like, or, you know, other Imperial imperial workers like Hemlock mm-hmm. uh, and Tarkin and, and Krennic and... Yep. Yeah, we're getting my a... My brain just, like, stopped. <laughs> yeah, I can go off that. Um, <laughs> we're getting a better look into just the perspectives of the Imperials. Mm-hmm. Some of them, they're, you know, they're in, but they have no idea what the Empire is doing. And then others, they're in and they know exactly what the Empire is doing and mm-hmm. who's being affected, but they they want the power. Yeah. No obligation to continue to do the right thing, mm-hmm. especially those ones that only have an eye out for themselves. Mm-hmm. Kind of like how that sent... You know that lady in Rebels? The one who was torturing Hera? Oh, the, Governor Price. Governor Price. It just kind of reminds me of her, like, she's one of the types to I do believe not in the cause. like her. She drove me insane. Yeah. And then you see Callus. Mm-hmm. And then you see Cyril. <laughs> Cereal. And just all those different facets of morality that are completely different. Yeah. And how they, they're all at different extremes, mm-hmm. too. And they're and- either worn down by doing the the wrong things and sort of come to a conclusion like oh i'm hurting people Mm -hmm. that's bad that's sad i'm gonna stop yeah or they just keep going and fight harder till the death Mm -hmm. or they're just scared that something is bad something bad is gonna happen to them like like rampart Mm -hmm. (gasps) so many people so many bad people (laughs) besides callus we love callus we yes we We love love callus I liked him even before he turned. Yeah. But that, that episode of Rebels when he's like, I'm Fulcrum. I was like, oh, yeah. yeah. No, what? That was so awesome. Yeah. I have a note, which this is the a good time to bring it up, is that right now we're kind of entering into this strange mid-era to where the Empire rose, the Republic fell, and now everyone's adjusting to this change. Mm-hmm. And how in Rebels, it's way more established, just the side of the Empire and, you know, where they stand and what they're doing. But now with them filtering out clones, bringing in stormtroopers and even bringing in officers and the cloning and the back burner and just having to deal with these. It's this it's a strange mid era where everyone is just trying to pick a side and figure out where they land, even if they're not, you know, fighting so extreme on one side or the other. Where do they fall in this? And even right now in trying to establish more of the empire, like clones are still very much needed. Mm -hmm. All the commandos. Yeah. And to take out other commandos (laughs) like the batch. Mm -hmm. So it's sad to see some of those commandos not turning away or Mm -hmm. defecting from the empire. But it also goes to show the loyalty that they have and that they were ingrained with from birth yeah so they're serving their purpose and we keep seeing scorch Mm -hmm. the clone commando in the yellow Mm -hmm. it's just these commandos 
the way that they're how we how we see them is they always have the helmet on Mm -hmm. they barely ever speak and they just do all this cold work yeah and like what's going to happen to them in the future when the empire eventually doesn't need them anymore because right now we don't see the clone troopers around now it's just the clone commandos who yeah are serving the actual soldiering work it kind of does beg the question like what does hemlock what does he want with the clones like what's Mm. what is their value to him like he said he can further his research for palpatine with the clones or something like that right yeah which i mean it's really leading it's all unspoken but it's really leading into it Mm -hmm. for sensitivity just trying to clone Mm. someone who's force sensitive which would explain why they want grogu Mm -hmm. just if that ties into it that's really where it seems to be going which is interesting how they're talking with nala say and she's like what palpatine wants isn't possible yeah and they're like make it possible yeah and how we see in the sequels how we see in the sequels (laughs) palpatine was able to achieve that yeah by using the dark side of the force it Mm -hmm. wasn't some scientific thing yeah it was knowing the force and wielding the force so it's possible but the kaminoans might not ever figure that out Mm -hmm. which just goes to show how much the force itself is yet to be explored yeah with all its abilities yeah in a in a in a good way okay. not i mean not not just using the lights of the force is good but like yeah. just them the actual directors and writers mm-hmm. making a show or a movie that is done really well exploring these abilities yeah because the clone wars yeah was really good at that mm-hmm. and just exploring things because you just have this random arc in the middle yep. of two battles where you're like whoa where did this come from mm-hmm. and now they're able to do this yeah and opening up doors to things even with the world between worlds i forget what season finale it was but it was in the clone wars and yoda Mm. was like being like season six yeah you mean to like to see the wills Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. just that stuff and even the mortis arc as well Mm -hmm. so those those exploration of the force Mm -hmm. was cool a lot of concepts just introduced mm-hmm. to be further explored. Yep. Which, I mean, if, if you've read any Star Wars comic books, there's things you read where you're like, what mm-hmm. the heck? <laughs> I think this is something everyone should know. This is nuts. Yeah. yeah. Especially, it's usually Darth Vader. He's done some crazy stuff, man. I believe it. I mean, it's Darth Vader. <laughs> That's one thing I actually wanted to talk about some episode in the future would be the construction of his castle on Mustafar was a struggle time and time again. It is the most interesting story. Was he just super picky? No. (laughs) I feel like it was was just problematic having troubles with like the dark side of the force and what's going on underneath the castle. Sus. Yep. Very. I was just thinking like he's got to be so dramatic to have a whole castle he he is more than dramatic he is anakin yeah <laughs> i love how that's just a descriptive word yeah he's he's anakin he is i i actually use that yeah. you're being very anakin right so- now <laughs> that was very anakin of you uh i love anakin i was just rewatching the zillow beast for the bad mm-hmm. batch episode 
And there's one part where he like goes and dives off of the Zillow Beast just with such perfect form. I'm like, no one yeah. is watching you right now. No one. You're doing this for yourself. Yeah. It's He's all, like, the force is watching. So I'll strive to be a little more Anakin, shall we? <laughs> In those summit scenes, I'm going to call them summit scenes. <laughs> summit scenes. I like it. Those empty seats. There was like, were there three empty seats or two? I thought there was just one. <laughs> maybe maybe there was one and hemlock stood up who's who belongs to that seat? i was like thrawn if thrawn, thrawn walks in right now it's gonna be more tears than the time tech died <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> i'm kidding I it all would have added up thrawn couldn't have been back yet because this is before oh it's before yeah. <gasps> <gasps> we can see the moon <laughs> Your, your eyes just dilated yeah this is <laughs> yay this is a good that would be 15 so cool. 14 years before rebels yeah oh young younger thrawn younger thrawn maybe he has longer hair what is, what how long are we talking you do not want to see what i just pictured i just pictured waist length hair <laughs> you know that's it's not leaving my head now when Thrawn, I recall Thrawn from memory, I see this. <laughs> it's almost like this mullet that he let grow out too yeah. long. Oh. And it goes all the way down his waist. Like, you know in, waist. in Avatar, not the the blue people one? The that Avatar, the last, blue people one? Oh, the blue people one. Yeah. Okay. They, I'm picturing him like that. Oh, rocking that kind of hair? Yeah. Like the mohawk kind of... <laughs> I want these images out of my head. <laughs> this is a problem. <laughs> They're like, no one's going to take you seriously, Thrawn. You have to ditch that hair. Did they make mention of someone hasn't arrived? Mm -mm. Maybe they just got that extra seat. But, okay, if you are Imperial and right now you're on top, you would make a table specifically for the guests that are coming. You wouldn't have any extra seats yeah. that's not a thing so who's this extra seat belonging to well if it's tarkin vader just walks in that was not my invited vader <laughs> he's really he's kind of staying out of sight really he's in the shadows right now mm -hmm. he went through a period where they're taking jedi and turning them into inquisitors and training them vader did have a hand in that Lack of hand. I'm just picturing his, his just, handless just hand. Just one. <laughs> he had one hand in that. Not many people knew about the Vader. Same the Vader <laughs> knew about the Vader yet. <laughs> no, I can see someone like Tarkin knowing because yeah. Tarkin seems to know things like that. Mm -hmm. And him and Anakin agreed with each other during the Clone Wars. Whether or not Tarkin knows that it's Anakin, that is a question. That is the question. That is a question because that was something he, he doesn't walk around. Mm -mm. Hey, guys. I was Anakin. <laughs> no, he doesn't do that. But if you knew Anakin well enough, you're like, he's wearing all black and he has a cape. And you can hear every breath he takes. So what was the purpose of Hemlock going to? Oh, he wanted to convince them to start sending clones to him. Yeah. And send me clones. them. Because I need them. And they're like, dude, we give you money and so much resources. 
just going to show, I know we keep saying this, but how he can be removed at any second. Yeah. If they go on a win yeah. and like, hey, let's trade out Hemlock. But he he hasn't given them any cause to mm-hmm. allow it because what he's doing, who knows, he might be turning out successful because now he's got Omega and Nala say is probably going to start working. So there's no reason to get rid of Hemlock right now. Yeah. So they're going to give him the resources even if he's pushing for it. And they're like, dude, this is a lot of resources, but they know that there's an outcome mm-hmm. that they like. Also, I wonder if like, because he treated Crosshair differently just because he wanted to find Omega so he could get Nalsei to work. Mm-hmm. But is there anything that's going to set enhanced clones research-wise apart from the regular clones? He might not just even give them the time of day. Right. He doesn't talk to them. He might see them in a in a, in a tank when he's doing yeah. an experiment on them. Yeah. I mean, he even went back to try and find Tech's body, though, and all he found was goggles. Yeah, so that there was a reason for him looking for mm-hmm. Tech's body because it's not going to be like oh let's go make sure he died they're like let's go see where he's at he's mm-hmm. useful there's there's an ulterior motive behind that yeah can you imagine a finale where it's kind of like they lost crosshair first then echo left and then echo came back tech died omega is taken by the empire mm-hmm. so hunter's really like everyone is leaving the squad is falling apart but imagine a finale where they're all back together again like if tech isn't dead yeah crosshairs back oh man the tears wow because it's like that moment where you're like we lost everything and now it's all back yeah every single person you know i was just thinking of tech's line the girl was fighting for Oh gosh, I was just, <laughs> sorry. I don't know why that came to my mind. Um, I was just thinking of Tech's line in the Crossing, where he tells Omega, "This squad existed mm. long before Echo, and it will exist after." Oh, <laughs> oh no! <laughs> the way you were nodding, and then your face like, uh. man, and he made sure that that would come to pass too. Like even if he wasn't there, some part of the squad would remain mm-hmm dang it dang it isabella dang it <laughs> stop it you're welcome no just goes to show he had a heart before that conversation with omega yep i feel like we have to see fee again though yeah because the way they left you could see omega really likes fee mm-hmm. because when fee comes walking up you know omega's little smile is just so cute like mm-hmm. hey it's a covert mission it's just so adorable yeah. to see them both interacting. And Fee liked her too. Mm-hmm. And like, will Fee get involved with trying to help save Omega? Or she, you know, she does have a big responsibility, you know, on Pabu. And then she's got this task of helping them find artifacts from all these refugees' homeworlds. There's like a huge question that's just how far... Are people willing to let the Empire push before they push back? Mm-hmm. And it's sort of the the bubbling of rebellion. Yeah, and realizing if they all stand together, they mm-hmm. actually can fight back. Yeah. Because everyone's so scared. Because you hear from Hunter, he's like, this is a lot of power. There's no way mm-hmm. we can do it. Which is the mindset of everyone who's afraid of the empire yeah but then you have the rebels who are like we have to do something 
we can't do nothing yeah and it works and for hunter like for him to be pushed and given no other option but to be fueled by anger Mm -hmm. to get what remaining family he has left from the empire Mm -hmm. and even wrecker too like we haven't talked much about wrecker besides the fact that he was the one that had to watch tech die or yeah. fall to his death and it seeing him with that much emotion because mm-hmm. you know he's always he's like the big kid of the group yeah. and just happy-go-lucky omega's yeah. uncle and to, to see him like this like in this solemn state is really sad and then talking to sid okay okay sid we haven't talked about Sid, we have haven't we? talked about oh. Sid at all. <laughs> hey, here, here's Sid. She turns them in, which is like Sid. But then she has the audacity mm-hmm. to feel bad about it. That is what gets me, ma'am. Even after you can't finding feel out bad. that Tech died. Oh my gosh! And how the Empire? She, she knew how to contact the Empire, and they listened. Because, at, like, if she would have said, hey, the Bad Batch are here before, you know, Hemlock was out looking for Omega, they probably would have been like, and we care why. Mm-hmm. But since at that particular moment they wanted Omega, the Empire answered. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I, I, I saw that coming. Sid, Sid turning on them. I mean, the, a threat as big as the Empire, that, that was like, wow, Sid. But I, I saw her not not being happy with the Bad Batch and following through with her threat. Yeah. And AZ is okay. And, apparently. <laughs> oh, gosh. I was I was hoping he wouldn't be not there. Was he on the Marauder? When they Wait, left? he was with Echo, right? He was with Omega. But then he was with Echo. And then, yeah, and then he was with Echo. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then hunter's sad face oh, oh my gosh because <laughs> that part because there's that moment where omega was taken but they're like they're still on the planet yeah. we're gonna go get her back but the second the ship flew away it's like there's nothing they can yeah. do that face man and then even like ugh, just the scene where omega starts shooting at hemlock and the commandos Mm-hmm. It was like, let them go. Let them, let her go, Anakin. <laughs> let her go. <laughs> and Hemlock was like, how about a trade? She's like, I'm not going anywhere with you. Mm-hmm. She didn't want to go. She had hope that they would all make it out. But this poor little kid. And how, you know, Scorch like slings her over his shoulder. Yeah. I believe it was Scorch. <laughs> right? I think so, yeah. <laughs> and she's just, yep, knocked out. <laughs> like yeah okay this is okay i there really was no way that they could get out of that situation either not Mm -mm. with wrecker and hunter being injured and echo being echo the way they don't show the scene where echo you know takes an initiative Mm -hmm. takes out troopers and you know starts shooting everyone Mm -hmm. they don't show that scene it's just he comes around the corner and they're like that echo oh yeah that's echo yeah it just kind of more solidifies the fact that they are just that family, even with Echo having joined in late, but just mm-hmm. just the bond they all have and just the commitment they have to keep each other safe, especially after such a tragedy happening. 
Yeah, and how Echo wasn't like, wow, guys, that's hard. And hope they're, you, hope they're you make all it. willing to fight. Mm-hmm. Now, especially with Omega being gone. And mm-hmm. they they now even have a common goal where Omega was taken. Crosshair is supposedly in the f- same place. Yeah. And they're, they're unknowingly, they're going to find the clone jackpot. Yeah. With all the clones being held yeah. there. So they can all come together and try to storm Mount Tantus when totally. they eventually find totally. it. Totally. Because Echo's goal is to save his brothers. Mm-hmm. They have that same common ground now. Same with Rex. And Rex. And Hauser. Yeah. Hauser's back. Oh, man. I, I'm really hoping for more Hauser. Unless, unless it means he dies. Then no, yeah. I'm good. He can just stay there. It did leave us with such an unsatisfying ending, though. Just because the original goal they had to find Crosshair to plant a tracker device was not accomplished. The way they have the, the specific scene where you see it blow mm-hmm. up. You're like, <laughs> yep. Sagarera. Yep. And, and I was he- even like, is he going to fly by and help the Bad Batch who are, you know, one of them's hanging there? Nope. I, I half expected him to come back and start firing back. Yeah. But <laughs> nope. But no. Nope. He doesn't. Nope, and he didn't even accomplish his goal either. He didn't take out Tarkina and the Summit people. Yeah, I feel like we can't say that enough. He didn't he accomplish his goal. Nothing was accomplished besides oh. sadness. Okay, did you think it was Saw when... Because you know how no. at first they're like, oh, the cameras are going out in this sec- mm-hmm. sec- section. My first thought... It was weird. It's usually I'm not... I don't have... Hunches? Like yeah, that. I don't really get many hunches like that. But I was like saw Mm. this is a good saw time and then they kept saying it you know oh they're out here now and Mm. here i was like saw is saw coming in right Mm. now and it was yeah they changed his eye color from the clone wars you know how they were like this this teal yeah fiery teal color now they're green yeah it was a bold move making saw (laughs) the villain changing his eye color (laughs) (laughs) what a bold move (laughs) not the eye just making him in yeah. general not i mean i can't really say the villain <laughs> to all of us right now mm-hmm. he's the villain yeah I've, i don't know if we've talked about this but it reminds me of luthan's speech mm. and just in andor his interactions with saul just sort of you can sacrifice those 30 men you can you can make that call yeah and how he, he, now we know he ain't no stranger to sacrifice and letting yeah. people die collateral damage and there was like no purpose in, in in blowing up anything there besides it's because he goes in in his mindset because you know how he sees things how he's like i'm right mm-hmm. i'm correct everyone else is so wrapped up in politics and yeah. these problems they don't realize that they just need to come in and blow it up yeah make it go away yeah but you know hunter's trying to reason with him and they're all trying to reason with saw like what are you doing this is going to accomplish nothing because when if they blow up someone's going to come and replace mm-hmm. them and we're not going to know where hemlock yeah. is and trying to solve these deeper problems yeah. with that not necessarily political but they're they're thinking like smart yeah. they're yeah. thinking smarter not like blowing yeah. things up you can't keep cutting bad grass you can't keep cutting the weeds you have to pull them up exactly <laughs> yes saw is an expert weed cutter yep and everybody else 
Okay, I picture I picture <laughs> every Star Wars character who has some, you know, in involved with the rebellion in some way. Mm-hmm. Mon Mothma, Luthen, even Hera, yeah. Kanan, all of them are sitting in the grass pulling the weeds. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Then Saw comes around yep. the corner like, <laughs> come on, <laughs> weed move. And then they're all like trying to jump out of the way, yeah. like, what are you doing? Yeah. That that's that was a great yep. illustration. <laughs> And he just thinks more cutting or more blowing up is going to solve the problems and keep eradicating all the bad people that come to replace him. But he's like, eventually, there'll be no more. No, sir. Logically. Yeah, because, I mean, coming through with with your weed whacker, Mm -hmm. you're going to take out the weeds for a time. But you're going to probably most likely hurt the the people pulling up the weeds as well. Yeah, you're going to hurt the grass as well as the weeds. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) all the dandelions i was thinking a little bit more about omega and emery and omega finding out that emery is a clone as well Mm. she's always had such a loyalty to the bad batch and listens to what they say i'm thinking i know i brought this up a couple episodes ago but when rex enters the bad batch and they're all happy to see him and she questions i thought you didn't like Mm. the regs and they're like, oh, actually, no, we like this one. Mm-hmm. So she's got to, being on her own, she's got to make a choice if she's going to be like, Emery is a clone. She is my sister. And if I get out of here, she's coming with me. Or she's going to have no loyalty. But I can see her having a loyalty to Emery. Yeah. And even her being with Crosshair in those moments, too. Because we see Crosshair, who hated the regs, too. And then you see him saving Mayday Mm -hmm. and how far he's come in that as well. And sort of him having to come to terms with saving anybody else there as well. Yeah. And if they're going to get a chance to have conversations with each other like that, because we've never had a conversation with Omega and Crosshair Mm -hmm. where he said anything that makes her kind of think like, oh, that's a good point. What you just said. And that's true. Yeah. It's always her kind of telling him you can't help it and then finding out his inhibitor chip is not yeah in his head <laughs> how she's like i i wanted to think it was the inhibitor mm-hmm. chip but it's not yeah just those kinds of conversations but for him to kind of just say more insightful things to her he gets hopefully he gets a chance to be the big brother yeah because he's been through a lot and he's done a lot of good things yeah but i think he still deserves some chance to redeem himself he does he he has he's trying to to make it there and omega's omega so she's 100 percent willing to forgive him Mm -hmm. and how they all were and even a conversation where crosshair's like hey did you guys get my warning that they were coming after you she's like yeah you like you weren't kidding you weren't lying yeah, they all have to understand that if they had successfully finished that mission and then Hemlock came after them, it would have just proven more that Crosser was genuine in his mm-hmm. warning. And then that would have been... And even if they successfully completed that mission, they would have gone back to Pabu and await, you know, and tracked the ship Yeah, and would have found that out and Sid would have never turned them in. Yeah, And Hemlock would have no idea where yeah. the Bad Batch was. 
it is going to be really, really sad and to see them struggle to do a lot of the, the tracking and flying and, and making connections without tech because he's the one that did all of that stuff. Yeah. And it's not like, you know, Echo can. He's half droid now. He's more droid than human. <laughs> Percentage-wise, at yeah. least. <laughs> but nobody can do it with tech. No, it's <laughs> tech, man. And I, I really... I mean, it's it's sad again, but I'm really hoping to see them struggle with that. Mm-hmm. You know, at in season yeah. three, the episode's like, man, we, we can't do this because yeah. Tech's not here. It kind of reminds me of that scene in season one where Hunter and Tech are going somewhere, and Hunter's shouting orders, and he tells Omega to go do something, and Hunter's like, that would be impossible, or Tech is like, that would be impossible, seeing as Omega is not here. Like, to adjust, yeah, to not having three of the original people there yeah and how even it was an adjustment for them just having echo mm-hmm. like oh just some simple things like standing watch yeah they're like we can't we can't do that how we used to because we're down a man mm. and now they're down two well or they echo, were down two yeah echo's back down two more yeah i feel like hunter wrecker and echo are the ones that had been most similar in sort of like how they deal with situations yeah i feel like they can all really easily get on the same wavelength though but especially echo and hunter yeah they were really similar Mm -hmm. and would kind of butt heads because of that Mm -hmm. and also how i feel like if hunter was a little more convicted to fight against the empire for his brothers they would all be doing that yeah. But you see, especially with this season, Echo was kind of like pushing pushing Hunter a little bit and then was finally like he he joined Rex. Like this is what I feel called to do and I understand that's that's not mm-hmm. you because you have a squad to protect. But he went on and did that. And then he was faced with Wrecker, Tech, and Omega who are like Crosshair is out there mm-hmm. and we need to find him because he's our brother. And he was still reluctant with that. And now in the finale, you see Hunter like, we're going to stop at nothing to find Omega. Just they're going to be a little more unstoppable in that way. Yeah. Now that they're all they're all on board with that. Well, I say all, but Echo, Wrecker and Hunter. Yeah, they've they've got nothing much left to lose mm-hmm. besides themselves. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which I was I was really wanting to see that more of omega not being there Mm -hmm. and just seeing their attachment to her Mm -hmm. because they were all really chilling and like letting her be a soldier like they were and hey you can do this part of the mission because we believe you can to now she's not here and just how much that that brother instinct paternal instinct kicked in with them even the way right after tech died and they're coming in hot how hunter like dives to shield mm-hmm. her and then breaks his ribs for it yeah but i i really liked that or even when they're being shot at by the other cart on the rail or whatever and record just grabs her grabs head her and pushes head. her in <laughs> the way he goes for the head just like yeah Come on. yeah here. even when 
tech dies and you know how omega goes you know to run Mm -hmm. i don't know what she's expecting to do but how hunter grabs her yeah and no matter how hard she's fighting against it he doesn't let go yeah it's like i can't let you go even though it hurt it probably hurt him Mm -hmm. really bad too just having to hold her back like that and even when she wakes up and doesn't remember what happens and then remembers how he goes to put a hand on her shoulder and she just you know brushes it away real quick and then he goes to put his hand back on her shoulder but hesitates a little yeah. bit and then puts it down just trying to trying to deal with this they haven't had to deal with this sad of an omega hmm. they haven't had to deal with that kind of grief before either mm-hmm. like you like record <sighs> him wiping away those tears okay first of all he looked a little ridiculous with a neck brace <laughs> i'm just gonna throw it out there <laughs> like poor guy i know so bad he's giraffe <laughs> yep bulky giraffe <laughs> but just seeing him crying yeah and then hunter struggling to tell her what happened and yeah. then echo distance altitude yeah i think that's and what gonky. hit me the hardest was echo yeah being just being alone i wonder if he had just finished telling rex what had happened oh he might have that's very possible and he's like hey i'm gonna I'm going to be here for a while. Yeah. I hope he stays with them. Me too. I hope they all band together. Yeah. All the clones. Yeah. And no Cody. No Cody yet. No Cody. That <laughs> Cody. was that was surprising. I was really thinking they were going to bring Cody. Yeah. Into the finale. The Hauser was great too. That was. That was really great. We haven't seen him since season one, right? In Ryloth. Mm-hmm. Okay. When he got arrested, that was yep. the last we got. They're all, they're just in such a hard time right now. Things, I mean, thinking back, they're probably like, and we thought the battles were hard that we fought against the Separatists. Yeah. And how you just, you even see the clones where they're like, hey, you guys ready for this? And you're like, haha, bring it on. Mm -hmm. We're ready. Hey, you're missing all the fun. And just, they would, they're smiling and happiness, but now none of them are like that. Yeah. Except Gregor a little bit. Yeah. He's kind of. His mind is slipping. He's he's somewhere on the brink of insanity. (laughs) And we love him for it. Yep. But yeah, you just see such such a different aspect of the Mm -hmm. clones. I'm really feeling that season three is going to be announced this weekend. Mm -hmm. At Celebration. Mm -hmm. If not, we can all panic. Because that means when the heck is it going to come? Yeah. Somebody is going to have to ask it. A question at the panel like yeah season three season three dave david david season three <laughs> can you imagine the bad batch panel all the fans walk in just straight faced sit down silently arms crossed like so About i think we need to we need to start this out with a season three announcement yeah and we will not applaud until that yep. comes man i want to be there oh that would be that would have been so fun if season three kicks back up, we still have hope. Next celebration. Yeah. If if season three is not announced, I'm gonna I'm gonna be a little concerned. I'm gonna riot. <laughs> Let's go riot any just yeah. anywhere. Commit arson. <laughs> You'll know it's us. Yep. Uh to be clear, we don't intend to actually commit arson. <laughs> no. And if we waited it was almost two years of a gap between season one and two. I'm hoping 
because the first season was released May the 4th, mm-hmm. the first pilot. What if next May the 4th, it's like, bam, we had it ready for you guys. But I could, I could see it being another two years. I hope it's May the 4th. I really hope that they, they kind of, maybe they just never stopped between season yeah. two and three and they're like just keeping it coming yeah. and it'll be ready really soon. Do you have any other Bad Batch thoughts? I do not. I feel like if we if we have any, we'll dedicate some specific Bad Batch conversations. Yeah. But, you know, it's it's really sad not, we're not going to be talking about the Bad Batch anymore. Yeah. I think when season three picks up, that's going to be really exciting mm-hmm. to be able to talk about Definitely. it again. Because we have not, as of yet on the podcast reviewed a show and then gotten to go back and review another season of the show so i'm really hoping the bad batch would be the first of that yeah we haven't have had a re-recap 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 how do we close these things by crying rest in peace tech rest in peace man after watching the finale and then spending like 40 minutes freaking out and crying Mm mm-hmm and then watching Mando and freaking out. That was a very bipolar night. It was. We were just in the depths and like, I don't want to mm-hmm. watch Mando right now. Just let me sit here sad. Yeah. And then we watched Mando and then a purple person yep. walks in. No, we're not going to really talk about Mando too much. We'll talk about that next mm-hmm. week. Purple person walks yep. in and yep. we're just like, yes! Yes! like the emotions went sky high. Yep. Just, just yelling. That night can never be relived. <laughs> And that I have such, I have the so audio awesome. of our reaction to that. Yeah. Maybe that'll see the light of day someday. <laughs> In the distant future. because Or near future. We'll see. Yeah. Because every time I listen back to it, it's, it's pretty funny. We'll be back next week to talk about The Mandalorian. Double up. Our only show. Double. Double up. Shall yeah. After up? next week, we'll only have two more. Yep. As well. That's coming to a close too, and then probably taking a, a short break from podcasting. Yeah. Oh wait, what what shows are coming out next? I'm, we're gonna find out at celebration what's what's coming. That's true. Yeah, yeah. This was a really great finale. It was, and I can, I can tell just this recording, we're a little more serious because mm-hmm. it, it's still setting in. It's it hasn't been a week yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And at any given point, you just sit there and just like, whoa, yeah. it hits you like a wall again. Mm-hmm. You just have to, someone brings a new thought. I have this friend that keeps sending me memes and fan art <laughs> oh. of just the saddest tech scenes. <sighs> and that's her way of coping is yeah. to look at fan art and things. And then she sends it to me and I'm like, okay, this is sad. <laughs> it's coming from all directions. Everyone's ways of coping. You get the the fan fiction, and I'm like, no, because that that gives like their their thoughts of what they were thinking. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, it is sad, but I I love it. If you don't like being sad, you kind of you kind of know the star the Star Wars fan to be a Star Wars fan means you kind of like being sad. You want it yeah. to hit you hard. Yeah, I think that's just the point of really good storytelling. Kind of how we were talking in the beginning. Mm-hmm just it's difficult to not feel emotion when there's a really really good story going on that mm-hmm. you're following along with and to all celebrate together when there is right. a triumph yeah yeah totally 
no yep. matter how long it takes and across how many shows it mm-hmm. takes. Yeah. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts. This is just somber outro. <laughs> we need some we need some happy. rain sound effects and just this piano. <laughs> if you're listening. Just bury the bury, bury Okay, the hold on, background. hold on. I can put on a happy voice. You okay. ready? I can put on a happy voice. Okay. Action. Let me get my smile. Oh. Okay. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please be sure to leave us five stars. And if you got time, write a review. They really help out the podcast and we we love reading them. We will be sure to give a shout out on a future episode. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Star Wars underscore old underscore republic underscore radio. We make posts on every episode as well as some posts in between. Maybe some recording behind the scenes to come. <laughs> now it's now it's back to the serious. Yes, 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 yes. One thing we can take heart in is the Bad Batch isn't done. Nope. So as we look to the horizon, towards the twin sun setting, with the Force theme gently playing, we can say we will talk to y'all next week about The Mandalorian Season 3. I have spoken. McClunky. Sadly, McClunky. And I cried. <laughs> you just cried. <laughs>